We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. That day, of course, is Friday, March the 4th, 2016. My name is DJ Trainer. You can find me on Twitter, at TrainerDJ, and I'm joined by the one and only Ken K-Train Kreitz. You can find him on Twitter, at Ken Kreitz. Good morning, DJ. Great to talk hoops with you today. Oh, it's always a great day to talk hoops. Leading to the weekend here. Of course, Shannon McEwen is still away. I think he's 
toasting now, prison detail prison detail i think he's yeah, uh... prison detail in miami right now so i feel <laughs> terrible for that guy uh, right right he's at uh what conferences he's at he's at uh i don't know man he's always out there always at the so. top destinations making up these conferences that he has to attend <laughs> right right right, right. Uh, exotic drinks with yeah high-end fashion models <laughs> umbrellas and all the drinks yeah <laughs> that's how he rolls anyway, that's how he roll. <laughs> anyway so he i think he'll be back next week we'll get the three amigos back together don't hold me to that who knows we're all busy guys uh, but I tell you what, this podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want to go back and listen to some of Shannon McEwen's stylings, feel free to do that. Also, feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. You know we'd love to have it. You can also listen and download uh, this podcast and all the other Rotowire podcasts on the Rotowire website itself. Ken, I can't believe we've already been talking for a minute and a half, and we haven't talked about Golden State <laughs> and know. Thunder rematch from last night. I understand you caught a little bit of it. What were your just overall initial impressions from the rematch? You know, uh, it just it stands out to me how bad the OKC Thunder offense is. That in an age of spacing and outdoor shooting and making the extra pass, and clearly Golden State's having great success with it. Celtics are having some nice success with a, a an un, with a kind of mediocre roster out east. Um, that you just look at this OK offen, OKC offense and, well, I, I wanted to say to you, uh, DJ, you know, is the OKC offense slow and stagnant or does everyone just look slow and stagnant when compared to Golden State? I think that's a good, uh, it's a nuanced question for a reason. And that's because, I mean, Oklahoma City is easily one of the best teams in the NBA and their offense just on sheer talent and getting the ball to Russ and getting the ball to KD is good enough to beat Oh, I don't know, 90% of the NBA. But when we're stacking it up against arguably the best team of all time, I guess we'll let the chips fall where they may, um, but easily one of the top, either the top or the second best team of all time, any offense uh, is going to pale in comparison. And so this is one thing we've always known, though. I mean, this is not surprising. And so when you have... When you have one end of the court that's one of the best, most fluid offenses of all time, and then you look at Oklahoma City's, it's really a stark contrast in that there's no ball movement. You have KD and Russ, who are two of the biggest ball hogs, and I mean that in the nicest possible way that we've ever seen in the NBA. They have to be holding the ball. And there's just not enough room for touches on the other uh, for the other guys. I will say um, the closest thing you're ever really going to get is when Russell mixes in pick and rolls and dump and dives with uh, Stephen Adams. Otherwise, it's one on one basketball for the Thunder. Yeah, and it's not working uh, lately. They've lost six of eight since the All Star game. Westbrook Chuck uh, only hit eight of twenty four shots last night. Uh, almost a triple double from Kevin Durant, but. Uh, Okay, you know, uh, Golden State winning 121 to 106 last night. Curry, uh, an unusual game for Curry. I mean, not unusual that he had his 33 points. But uh, funny when you complain about a guy going five from of uh, 15 from the three point line. Though he had his most uh, points ever this season in the restricted area. He had some, especially in the first half, just some beautiful drives to the bucket. Uh, he put Durant through the blender once. Uh, on a sweep behind the back, top of the key dribble. Um, but, it, it, yeah, you, you know, I, I looked at Randy Foy coming off the bench for OKC last night. He had a look on his face like, wow, I didn't think I'd find uh, a worse offensive scheme than Denver 
and yet I have. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you what, the Thunder shooting guards over the last five years, or really just the Oklahoma City Thunder shooting guards, period, because they don't have a long history, obviously, yeah, yeah. have been terrible. You have Harden, and then otherwise you have a bunch of misfits that have never really fit in that well. Last night, you know, Roberson obviously starts. He's 36 minutes, but he... He went one for seven from the field last night, and that's a typical night from him on offense. You try to bring in Deion Waiters to initiate some offense if 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 Durant needs a break or Westbrook needs a break, but that just it just doesn't work. And then of course you bring in Foy, who you think can shut down Curry at the end of the game, and of course that doesn't work. And we you know Anthony Morrow didn't even come off the bench. Cameron Payne, the rookie, for whatever reason, Billy Donovan is just not letting him play against the Warriors, even though he's been seeing 15 to 20 minutes a night on a, when they face other teams. So uh, it, it's really tough. It's tough to compare any team to the Golden State Warriors. And I tell you what, yeah. uh, the Thunder, unfortunately, two of those six losses have come against the Warriors. And so if you're going to look at anything, you say, well, if you get two losses, it might as well be to the best team of all time, potentially. So uh, they'll be just fine. I don't think my stock on the Thunder isn't really high or low. What I think is that they've gotten so much national publicity that people are seeing what their offense has been like the whole year. Like this is what it's been like. It didn't just get bad or or just start to become uh, you know one guy takes it and the next guy takes it and that's it. This is what it's been all year. It's just getting more yeah. publicized. So I'm not really well. Gonna, and I'm, I think expectations were also higher that Donovan. Sure. You know, would change things. I mean, Scott Brooks just got crucified for his terrible offensive rotations. And I think the assumption was surely Donovan's going to change things up. And yet, I don't see a whole lot that's different. Um, I, you know, what's also interesting to me is all the money and effort the Thunder put in to their bench. Uh, you know, a huge contract to Cantor, the recent trade for Foy, the trade to get Waiters. And yet, they really are outclassed by what looks like the better coached Warriors bench. Um, Iguodala is still coming back from injury, so he could only do 14 minutes last night. But Spites looked great. Levinston looked great. Even like, you know, 89-year-old Barbosa is giving him quality minutes off that bench. It's a deeper team than uh, this Thunder squad. Yeah, most definitely. So I... I don't know. I'm a Thunder fan, obviously, so that's why I'm taking deep size. Uh, But... I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that anybody's going to challenge the Warriors, Ken? Just in your heart no. of hearts. Uh, certainly not anyone from the East. Um, but yeah, the Spurs, I will watch every second of that Spur, what I assume is going to be the Western Conference Finals of Spurs, uh, Spurs um, Warriors. I, I, Popovich is the only one that'll plan well enough. Uh, I, you know, but uh, their older legs certainly are an issue. Uh, but uh, I still, I'm just going to cherish that Western Conference Finals. That's the NBA Finals to me right there. <laughs> um, and speaking of the Spurs, they were on the slate last night as well. Uh, um, they were the national game before the big Warriors-Thunder matchup. And it was a very funny game in that uh, yeah, Spurs just kind of phoned it in for three and a half quarters. Uh, we're losing most of the game. And then when it came money time, they just absolutely shut down the Pelicans. Another mind-numbing offensive scheme um, but uh, the Pelicans did not score in the last three minutes and ten seconds of the game as uh, the Spurs went on a 12 nothing run to end it. And it was literally like even the Spurs realized, ah, this is the NBA. The first half doesn't matter. We'll just shut them down at the end and all go well. <laughs> the, the, the light switch went on. 
Uh, Leonard was awesome on both sides of the court. Aldridge was hitting his mid-rangers. And uh, it was funny. It just seemed like such little effort. And yet still, there was never a doubt in their mind that they'd um, you know, beat the Pelicans. Uh, of note, and uh, I know it's come up in earlier podcasts, but we should note that Eric Gordon is back for the Pelicans. And they've got such few offensive options down there outside of Anthony Davis that Gordon's going to get his shots. Anyway, he's been back for three games. He's averaged almost 23 points, almost four made threes, three assists, and 48 shooting in those three games. So Eric Gordon is surprisingly available on some waiver wires. I, I, I recommend uh, I recommend making a move if you can there. How, how do you like Gordon uh, DFS-wise? DFS-wise, my only kind of thing with him is if he doesn't score, he's not going to be that valuable. So you're not going to rely on assists or something or rebounds or even steals or blocks with Eric Gordon and there's certainly times with this Pelican squad where they're just going to struggle to score. I mean, they got outscored yeah. 26 to 18 in that fourth quarter that you alluded to, Ken. Um and while I do have Gordon, I actually held on to him in deeper leagues just cuz um I needed a three-point help. Um if you're playing on DraftKings, you get the extra bonus for three-pointers. So Gordon makes more sense there than other places. Um, so from that perspective, you know, I, I think you should give it a look. And obviously he's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of touches, because essentially he's the second option on this team, um, you know, with, uh, with Drew Holiday coming off the bench, uh, Eric yeah. Gordon and Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis has shown signs where, I don't know, where he just doesn't really care to shoot the ball or he doesn't call for it. I think he's tired. I mean, only 12 shots last night. And, you know, they could not score at the end of the game, and they gave him so few touches. I just was like, okay, you're getting you, – you, the Spurs are turning it on and blowing you by, and it was just ugly Gordon, ugly holiday desperation heaves. There were like three just terrible drives by those two where they just kind of flung it up hoping for a foul, and uh, and the ref was having none of it, and then the Spurs would just come down and get an easy two off. You know, And, and if you're Davis, you know, oh, my – oh, I, I don't – I don't know. Uh, if you're Davis, like, I just would be so pissed off. But you can see how he'd also have the reaction of just, oh, forget it. Who cares? This team sucks. <laughs> you know, let the season in. I got an H&R block ad to do. <laughs> yeah, I've got commercials to tape. I I tell you what, for Alvin Gentry came in here, obviously, from the Warriors. Yeah. I think he was – we all thought he was going to just – it's not that Anthony Davis was a bad offensive player, but we thought, man, he's going to turn him into something special, really yeah. tailor this offense around him and his vast skill set, shooting beyond the arc, working down low in the post, taking mid-range jumpers. And we just haven't even been seeing the Pelicans get him the ball, period, much less turn turn something into this amazing offense centered around a very talented player. So I don't... Well, do, it, you, do you blame Dentry or do you blame Demps? For piecing together what's a pretty ugly roster. Well, the problem is they've had so many injuries, it's so tough. It's tough to make the judgment, but here's what I'm going to say, and I, you may call me brash on this, is that it's it should it's even less of an excuse with injuries that you should be getting Davis the ball a million times a game. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's brash. I think that's common sense. That's right. It's just crazy that he would only have 12 shots. And so while... Yeah, so you've seen Gentry in, in post-game conferences saying, this is unreal, I've never seen anything like this with all these injuries and blah, blah, blah. And all that says to me is get him get Anthony Davis <laughs> right, the ball right. even more Norris than Cole. you were going to be before. Norris it's, Cole took one more shot than Davis last yeah, night. exactly. Uh, 
it's it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. So uh, Eric Gordon, I, apparently he has no conscience, or Alvin Gentry thinks that he's the key to the offense, regardless of what happened. You know, regardless of wh- why that actually is. Um, if Gordon's going to be taking 19 shots a game, then he will have significant fantasy value. Um, I'm just waiting and assuming that Davis is going to take over this team, and I guess I haven't seen it yet. So to to go back and jump back to your question, I think that Gordon does have some DFS value and obviously some season-long value as we head into uh, the tournament time for head-to-head league. So uh, definitely worth a look, definitely worth the addition there um, if he's still sitting on your waiver wire. Ken, are you going to catch any more Boston Celtics games this season? I'm trying to rally some neighbors here to do the long drive from Vermont to Boston, but uh, season I got to hurry up. I got to get my act together. I got to get my act together. Um, well, I tell so, you what, you know what to make it easier for them though. It'll make, make it easier if you show them the Seeky cap. I mean, they'll see the green dots on there. Oh uh, yes, go. that's absolutely right. I got to rally. I mean, it's, it couldn't be easier. I love the the seat view. You know, when you're on Seat Geek and you you pick a you're like, oh, that's that that little dot. I, I want to sit there, and then you click it, and it's got the little picture where you're like, oh, that's a pretty good view. I like these seats. Yeah, no, I I like that as well. Um, I'm trying to go to a Blackhawks game here uh, sometime soon, so I'm definitely going to be using the SeatGeek app for that because I've never actually been to a Blackhawks game. I've never, oh. I've never been to the uh, the new to- Chicago Stadium. I I went to many times the old loud. That's the that's that would be a fun feature to add to SeatGeek. Is just when the place would go absolutely nuts. The <laughs> ceiling was so low of the old Chicago Stadium, it felt like in the upper deck you could almost touch the ceiling. And obviously during the Jordan years or when they were screaming like nuts for the Hawks, doing the national anthem and whatnot, loud place. Loud place. Uh, yeah. Now I tell you what, I'm I'm going to be using SeatGeek app to go to Chicago. You need to get your neighbors on the SeatGeek app as well. And I tell you what, when you do that, Ken, of course, make sure they get the twenty dollar rebate. Um, off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get that $20 re- rebate is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. That's add a promo code. And you enter promo code RWNBA. One more time here, RWNBA. Seeky- or RotoWire. So you yep. should be able to remember that, right? Exactly. RWNBA. RW and NBA. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code RWMBA today. Excellent. Excellent. All right, DJ. Uh, I know you're getting ready for your Sirius XM radio show later today. and uh, But you can get an early look later in the pod today uh, on your DFS picks for the day. Uh, what time are you on the air today? We are on at 10 Central Time, so 11 Eastern. And, uh, of course, DVR is out today. So while the parents away, the kids are play. Me and Nick <laughs> Whalen are holding down the fort what, what? on the Rotowire Morning Press. And then Clay, Clay Link and James West Anderson, West Coast Kid. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how you do that nickname, but James <laughs> Anderson and Clay Link will bring it home on the final two hours of the show. So got a bunch of kiddos running, running around today, Ken. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, have fun on the show today. Uh, I will enjoy listening to that. I, I listen through a uh, Sonos system, by the way. Really? Sirius XM set up with the Sonos wireless speakers in-house is awesome. Nice. You can hear my squeaky clean voice on here. <laughs> you, you sound crisp. 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 
I didn't. I, I didn't mean. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean squeaky clean. I just meant squeaky. Period. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're listening to me in high def there. Uh, we better pa- talk some more basketball because I don't like talking yeah. about how squeaky my voice is. Joe Johnson is in Miami, and man, I'm kind of surprised at the at the role he's had right from the get go. He's moved immediately into the starting lineup. Uh, let's take it here. He's played three games already. And so his averages from those three games, uh, 14.7 points per game in 31 minutes. That's a pretty substantial role. Essentially, we're seeing pretty much the same value that he had in Brooklyn. Are you surprised that Miami was so willing to give him that role right from the get-go? Well, I wonder, are these shots kind of a welcome to the team? We'll set you up for some ISOs. Or is this going to be the plan? You know, he only got seven shots in that Phoenix win. Now they, you know, you and I could have been in the the, the Heat uh, rotation and we would have beat Phoenix. Um, but uh, I am a little surprised at the quantity of shots. I wonder if uh, if that'll remain. Yeah, I I'm a little hesitant too because we're seeing a similar situation in Dallas with David Lee, where David Lee has been seeing some solid minutes off the bench, and I think it's more a good faith move to say, hey, mm-hmm. we want you here, we're happy for you here, or we're happy to have you here. Right. Um, right. Here's 20 minutes in three straight games. Oh, by the way, for the remaining 20 games of the season, we're not going to use you at all. But <laughs> if you right. present a good matchup in the playoffs. Here we go. Happy that yeah. you're happy. Essentially, so. the Heat are already t- the Heat and Johnson are both putting out all these wonderful quotes about how they want him to end his career there and play for a couple more years with the Heat. And you know they are they are a team that's not speed oriented, so to speak. They're probably nervous about the whole Bosch situation as well. They should be, but uh, um, if Whiteside walks, they'll certainly have money to keep Johnson there. So. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, I was surprised. You know, he when he was on fire when he had the twenty four points against the Bulls uh, in that blowout win. Um, of course, that's no no Butler there to guard him, but uh, uh, I, I do think Johnson is probably a lot longer term than Lee is in Dallas. But I think you know we're going to see more like seven to ten shots and not the not the thirteen to fifteen that he occasionally got to take with Brooklyn. Yeah, and in some leagues, that's going to give you some value, I suppose, especially because he's going to spread the court with them and take a lot of threes. So he's combined for, let's count them up, eight threes over the last six games, or eight attempted threes, I should say. But he's knocked down five five of eight from beyond the arc in three games. So um, if you need a late push in three-pointers, I think Joe Johnson is certainly somebody to take a look at. Although I say that he's probably he probably should have been owned in the majority of leagues out there anyway, so... Um, I'd be surprised if he was sitting on anybody's waiver wire to begin with. Pretty interesting bit of news. I think this can sway some fantasy leagues. And then that Jimmy Butler is returning Saturday for Chicago, at least it appears. I'm a little hesitant, and I've been hesitant from the start, to say that he's immediately going to see his same time on the court. And I hope not. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope not. But how many years has he led the, you know, led the league in minutes per game and at this point do you really care if you get the seventh or eighth seed out east right i mean i I, you hate to let fans know you're bailing but if anyone has deserved a break (laughs) and and deserves to come back slowly it's jimmy butler again this year where even you can't blame thibodeau he was leading the league in minutes again this year minutes per game and I just have a horrible fear they're rushing him back. I mean, it was supposed to be, what was it supposed to be, six weeks? And now they're like, ah, he's fine. I'm going to roll him out there. Like, what? 
What sort of death wish do they have for Jimmy Butler? <laughs> Apparently, he has his own death wish. I I don't really know. It's it's pretty wild because, like you said, he, I think he's led the league in minutes for the last three seasons. This season included at almost thirty eight minutes per game. Um, I'm probably going to ask Jeff Stotts about this today when we have him on the SiriusXM show. Um, and I did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Jeff is great um, with this kind of thing. And I said, you know, even when he comes back, can we expect him to rest back-to-back games? He said, that's certainly a possibility. But you know what? Uh, it's weird to think that he's playing 38 minutes a game to begin with. So maybe this guy's a freak of nature. Um, <laughs> and you thought immediately, um, we actually projected – him to see less time on the court this season than he did in the past because with Tom Thibodeau, he ran those guys into the ground. He ran his, right. those guys in the ground. I thought and it was but- the whole reason they got rid of Thibodeau. Right, exactly. Right. And Butler was his, his poster child for that. So we, we kind of all agreed that he'd see more 36 minutes per game, and we've been wrong. He's been seeing 38 yeah. just like he has and, in the years past. And you know what? When, he, when there was a chance of him walking as a free agent, who cares then? Yeah, run him into the ground. But they got right. him locked up for five years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's your franchise guy. It's almost like you want him to have more knee injuries. You know, like I just don't I don't get it. And they have talent. Uh well, I don't know. I mean, not, Porter being gone doesn't get Portis that many minutes. You know, Portis is really playing down low. Our butler being gone doesn't get Portis many minutes. But it just just seems insane. I I'd realize that there are a lot of Bulls fans wincing as Eton Moore gets gets major minutes uh but dunleavy's back maybe dunleavy can you know uh take some of the load off of butler's shoulders but i just hate it when and you've seen this in milwaukee right i just hate it when teams are like we're gonna go for that number eight spot (laughs) you're like why so you can get swept in the first round like who you know uh i tell you i mean I mean, to play devil's advocate here, let's look at your Boston Celtics, and that's what they did last year. And they say, you know, let's play for that eight seed. Uh, I think they ended up giving up a pick. Uh, I think they lost out on a pick because they did that too. Of course, they get swept by Cleveland. But you know what? I mean, they've used that momentum into this year. That momentum has came into this year. And when they do play in the playoffs, and they're actually going to be favored in the first round most likely, they're going to have that experience. And I think... But that that was... The difference was the Celtics. That was after a heck of a lot of lottery years. You know? Well, it seemed like a heck of a lot because we're a spoiled franchise in Boston. But the Bulls have had playoff success. You know, they... They don't need. They're not a young team that needs to know what winning in the playoff feels like, which the Celtics were, you know. Um, but I hear you. I hear you. And you know, if I'm a season ticket holder, I don't like the idea of them throwing in the towel. I, I just hate to see them literally run Jimmy Butler into the ground. Yeah, I, I don't see. This. I don't see much. Well, here's the thing, though. If LeBron James gets hurt. It, the East is wide open, and yeah. a team like the Bulls Fair. could make it to the finals. And if you're making it to the, if you have any chance to make it to the finals, you're going to play as hard as you can to do that. So that would be my one thing: is that while we do think the East is locked up, one injury to LeBron James could t- could open it wide open and yeah. to the point where you would want Butler on the court as much as you could possibly have him on the court. Uh, last thing, last bit of news before we go into DFS uh, picks for tonight, Ken, is that Ty Lawson will be a member of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, obviously, things went horribly wrong in Houston, uh, but he has been since let go, and he is expected to join the Pacers on Sunday. Now, I am skeptical of what type of role he'll have in Indiana. I think more than anything, he's just going to give point guard depth, and I think that somebody like a Rodney Studkey could actually still see more time on the court than Ty Lawson. So if I'm in even a deeper league, I am not rushing out to get Ty Lawson. 
Well, certainly a low-end risk for the Pacers. Uh, you're right. I'm not rushing out to get him either. Uh, I know Rotowire, we've got him third on the point guard depth chart behind Stucky, though Stucky has been, I would say, you know, we, we kept having him as sleeper picks uh, each summer, and then it never really panned out. He wouldn't stay healthy, or he just didn't produce. Um, you know, obviously, the Pacers just desperately needed some bench scoring, and Either Lawson provides that or he doesn't, and you know, he didn't really get paid much to do so. So it makes sense for the Pacers. Uh, you know, they're looking at they're in that whole that whole mix of between four and eight, which are only separated by four games out east. Uh, so they certainly could wind up in a first round, a winnable first round playoff scenario. Um, but you're right. We'll we'll see if he gets any minutes. He sure didn't acclimate himself well to the Houston system. So why do we think he'd acclimate himself well to the Pacer system? I was even debating like, is this news worthy of putting in our podcast notes today? You know, which tells you <laughs> how far has Ty Lawson fallen. You know, you know he would he uh, his shoes would get untied in Denver. We'd mention it four times, but now it's like. Him changing teams, you're almost like, well, who cares? He's, he's he's not doing anything. It's pretty amazing considering he was one of the better point guards in the league for about four years there. He was averaging at least 15 points a game and at least about seven assists per game. Um, but his immediate move to to Houston was not a good fit. And I think, I think that he can go on a team and still regain the numbers he had of the past. But the problem is that in Houston – you have somebody like James Harden who has to have the ball in his hands to be effective, and Ty Lawson has to have the ball in his hands to be effective. It just didn't really work out um, for them. Good fit, not a good fit all around. We'll see what he does in Indianapolis. But you know, coming into next year, if he lands, I'm not going to write him off. I'm not going to write his career off right now. So mm-hmm. he's 28 years old. If right. he's a free agent, and let's say that Brandon Jennings will probably be in the free agent market again too. And mm-hmm. so a team gets Jennings and they miss out and they need a point guard pretty bad. I, I don't know. Let's say like Ron, I was say, Rondo goes where, someplace who, else. Yeah, let's say who Rondo. Who goes to Brooklyn? Who goes yeah, to Brooklyn? Right. Is it Rondo? Is it Lawson? Or is, is it, it Jennings? Jennings? Right. And so if if a couple teams miss out on one of those three guys, then Lawson could could be in for a nice little contract where he's a starter and is playing 30 minutes a game next year. So if you're in a dynasty format, um, I wouldn't quite uh, write him off quite yeah, yet that's true uh let's move into dfs ken well i was gonna say one place where i used to play lawson all the time and have since stopped doing that is a good old DraftKings. be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball partner of rotowire with daily fantasy you don't need to spend months micromanaging a roster we know that well play whenever you want and pick a new team every time you play Challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you're the superior GM or square off against basketball fans around the country for big prizes. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code ROTOHOOPS, that is R-O-T-O, HOOPS, to play free. DraftKings, official partner of Rotowire, that's promo code ROTOHOOPS at DraftKings.com for your first free game. Uh, How'd you do last night on DraftKings, uh, DJ? I did good. I entered some tournaments. You know, I like those smaller slates. I like the four-game slates um, because it's more about who should you not play than necessarily (laughs) who you should play. Um, And for whatever reason, taking that angle, I'm a little bit better in terms of strategy. So uh, enter some tournaments. I finished. I definitely won some money, but nothing to to brag about, I should say. Finished pretty solidly, so I felt good about that. Um, Who was your star star last night? uh, Let me take a look. Let me pull up my lineups. 
I'll see. I mean, I went with Draymond Green. I stayed away from Curry, which maybe wasn't the best idea, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Goran Dragic was very well for me, uh, considering yeah. he has a, a lower price tag. But, you know, I love those revenge games, and he was going up against Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I had And frankly, even if you don't hate Phoenix, going up against Phoenix is a good idea. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I went with Cousins. It was hard to pass up. And then the other revenge uh, the other revenge game I had, and I was all over this, was Rajon Rondo going up uh, against yeah. Dallas again. Uh, coming into that game, he attempted a season-high 14 shots, I believe, the ah. first time he played Dallas. And that was I think it was four or six more shot attempts than he's had in any other game this season. So revenge games are real, people. I say it every time. They're very real, and we saw that again. 12 points, 18 rebounds, three steals, five rebounds, or three steals, five rebounds, and only three turnovers from Rondo. So uh, he still, still got 12 win. assists, even with those 14 shots. Yeah, exactly. Um, overall, 14 shots was the game prior, so I'm not sure what he took last night. Let me take a look real quick. But, uh, no, revenge games are real. If you can find something like that. Oh, I, he, 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 was, he was 8 of 14 against the Kings last night. So I'm he, sorry, against the Mavs last night. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you, got there it, we go. you got it. All right. So, um, yeah. What, well, let's brag about you. Rotowire Keeper League <laughs> update. Let's do it. Uh. No news is good news for me in this league, uh, DJ. I'm still in first. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, you know, the, I haven't really done much moves last week. We already talked about this. I picked up uh, Etwan Moore, another name I'm probably mis- mispronouncing. Uh, actually, oh, yeah. a Celtics draft pick, I think, many years ago, Etwan Moore. But, yeah. uh, You're nailing that name, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. It's completely correct. <laughs> Thank you, but uh, still humming along, though. I, I was up as much as nine and a half points. I'm, I'm only up six, still worried about Stotts. He made that big trade for Davis. We don't need to go into again how Anthony Davis is somehow still not dominating like you'd think he would. Uh, Katie's uh, near triple-double certainly helped me out last night. And Boogie's been on fire since our trade. I, I can't thank you enough for Boogie. I'm, I'm going to keep him next year. Um, I'm a little worried about my free throw percentage. I carry in Jordan. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's, of course, that's a problem. You pay the price at free throw percentage there. I mean, everybody else is 80-plus on my team. Uh, Rudy Gay, I know. I think you guys covered this earlier in the week with his shoulder injury. He seems to be back, though. Uh, he might be a slightly cheaper play on, on DFS if they're accounting you know, for his absence there. But uh, no new. Oh, I wasted some money on Jamichael Green, sort of wagering that he might get some serious minutes in Memphis with Gasol out. But... Uh, he had one one nice game, and then it's kind of returned to bench fodder. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment. But you know, you got sometimes you got to take a flyer on those guys, right? Yeah, sometimes you got to try. If, if anybody, I say it all the time. So I say uh, revenge games are real. That's the first thing I always say. Second thing I say is time spent on the court is the most important stat in fantasy. Doesn't matter what sport we're talking about. And so if Jermichael Green was slotted into a starter's position and lots of minutes ahead of him, then he's well worth whatever you spent on him, Ken, because again, it's hard to find a player that's uh, immediately going to start seeing, you know, 20, 25 to 30 minutes a game. That doesn't just happen out of thin air. So um, it only, or I should say it does happen a couple times like a Marcus all injured and out for the rest of the season type of situation. So, I wouldn't chastise you too much for uh, for spending the money there. It didn't pan out, but hindsight's always twenty twenty, of course. Right. It was like I think I spent like fifteen percent of my free agent money. We're getting near the end. There's only going to be so many, you sure. know, opens, like you said. Use what it is, or lose it. 
Use it or lose it, brother. We like to spend the bling. <laughs> I'm now just throwing out every young person phrase I can think of. What's <laughs> uh, new with the banana boats? Banana boats are all right. You know, I'm humming along. I obviously threw in the towel um, by trading away all my best assets. So, but not getting punished. You're not in the what no. is it? The bottom three. You got to pay a fine. Yeah, the funny thing is, I like was that. I was fourth to last when I made all those trades, and I was fully expecting to pay the fine. But I have actually fared pretty well. So you're in sixth. Yeah. I'm in sixth place, and I think uh, is it top four get paid out? So I might actually find my you way into run at Shanky. I might take a run at Shanky. Hey, I tell you what, um, I'm pretty excited about where I'm at right now. I'm sixth place. Uh, I'm kind of surprised about that. But the next couple of years, look out because we have a hundred and sixty dollar budget, and I think my budget right now might be eighty to ninety dollars. So, I, yeah, nice. Middleton at six. Yep. Rajan Rondo at six. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, Middleton at five. Yep. Otto Porter at a dollar. Randall at nine bucks. Yeah, like you said, on a hundred and sixty budget, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm excited about the next couple of years. Bill uh, Barton at three dollars. Yeah, Bravo. yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple of years. Obviously, I took this team over some, from somebody else, so uh, the players that were on there weren't necessarily the ones I like to ride and die with in dynasty formats. But I'm, I'm coming around and getting some of the guys I, I have in other leagues that I, I feel pretty confident about over the next few years. You know, uh, we, were, we were chatting about Joe Johnson, and I know you've got Winslow on your rookie buried on your rookie roster because mm-hmm. there's no reason to ruin his rookie eligibility on a season where you're going to finish sixth. Any concern with uh, Winslow's development slowing down a little with Joe Johnson there? Well, in this particular league, it's not a it's not necessarily a true keeper league, so I'm not going to have Winslow for the, the rest of his career. I will have to either dis- I will have once I activate. Oh, and him, he's not on your rookie. He's he's on your bench. That's that right? Yeah, something like that. Well, I'm just saying that in, you know I don't get him for the longevity of his career. Um, no, I, I could if I paid for it, but that would be pretty ridiculous. It'd, it'd be it'd be hurt you too much. So essentially, what you're asking me is, how do I feel knowing that I could only have him at most maybe four more years if I wanted to? And I feel okay. I I, I think at some point, very soon within the next four years, Justice Winslow will take over and be not only the leading scorer for the Heat, but a very Jimmy Butler esque type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, And so while next season might not be quite ready, if you're still going to have old guys like Joe Johnson and Dwayne Wade lingering around and taking a lot of shots, in the year after that, I feel pretty confident, of course, the year after that as well. So 2017, 2018, I think I could have a very nice player at a cheap price. His minutes per game, he will not be eligible to stay on your rookie board next year. No, so I'll have to activate him next year. I feel okay with that. I'm going to take my lumps and bruises if he if he has similar production. But like I said, third year in the league, fourth year in the league, I'm looking for a major jump from him. And yeah. I don't think that jump is going to come until you have Wade and your Joe Johnson either retire or say, you know what, I'm going to be a spot-up shooter in the corner for 15 minutes a game. So I think right. those two right. things could happen in the next two Sure. Years, yeah. Well, that's the perfect kind of flyer you want on a team that is planned for next year. Exactly. Most definitely. All right, Ken. So uh, we'll move it along here. But first, do you need a website? I know your brother does. Happy birthday to Rob Kreitz at robkreitz.com, a Wix website. A Wix. Oh, we, love, we love us some Wix here, of course, used by 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. 
I mean, just look at robkreitz.com. See, see I think the, I'm going to link to it in our podcast article. Might as well. Yeah, check it out on Rotowire. Ken always puts up the Friday pod in article form for you to Shameless check self-promotion. Out. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but if you're you, know, too- you, you guys could do that for the other podcast shows if you wanted to. Uh, I suppose we could. We might have to might have to talk to the guys about that. Talk to the whale and have a meeting about it. No, no, uh, no, don't talk to anyone. Just don't do talk it. to anybody. No, just do it. <laughs> it's easier to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I tell you what. Sometimes I get too busy to talk to those guys. And that's why if I ever do need a website, I'll be heading over to Wix. Because when you get too busy scheduling appointments – uh, about articles, posting podcasts as articles. Um, you need something that's fast and easy, like the drag and drop editor that Wix.com provides you. Uh, all you got to do is go to Wix.com, W-I-X.com to create your own website today. I promise you the result is stunning. Ken, DFS picks. Let's do it. We'll kind of not rapid fire here, but we'll roll along. Give you uh, one uh, one pick per position, and then if you want to chime in with your own, Ken, feel free. Got a big slate here tonight, so lots of options to choose from. But I'll just pick a few of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, dive in, dive in. I see uh, you've got you've certainly got one of my favorites, a point guard. Start there, sir. Kyle Lowry. I know he's doing good things for you tonight, or not tonight, this season in in the keeper league, of course. If you're looking on DraftKings, he's the third most expensive point guard tonight at $8,500. But you're going to get a little bit of a relief from a John Wall or a Damian Lillard who's at that $9,000 range. Going up against Portland, and you know I love guards that face Portland because Portland loves to, you know, McCollum and Lillard love to rest up on defense so they can play hard on offense. And that bodes really well for a Kyle Lowry and a DeMar DeRozan. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give both my guard picks tonight. I'm not afraid to use Ooh. both Lowry and DeRozan, and I know sometimes people will say you can't do that. You know, you, you can't spread the love. There's no way Lowry's going to break out and DeRozan is going to break out. Look at every know, they single, get all the shots. They yeah, get look all at every the single shots. box I mean, for, score this year. I mean, they've been those doing are your, it all year those long. two teams are your hands down most backcourt dependent squads in the NBA, Portland and Toronto. And yeah, no, I like you doubling down there, sir. Yeah, most definitely. So DeRozan is at $7,400. Don't be afraid to do that with, you know, I wouldn't suggest it with a lot of combos, but your your Portlands and your Torontos, and then if you want to look at OKC and, and throw like a Westbrook and a Durant in there, you should never really be afraid with those three pairs to, to play them on the same slate. Um, and so clearly, clearly then, you got to save some money yes. at your forwards. And uh, you're going to some familiar wells here on the forward spots to save some cash. Yes, I certainly am. I'm looking at small forward. I'm going to go with Mirza Toledovic, uh, who's facing Orlando tonight. A little bit of a toothless defense from Orlando. Toledovic is starting to see some good minutes on the court here. I'm liking that quite a bit. So we're seeing 28. Someone has to shoot for Phoenix. Somebody has to shoot. Somebody has to shoot. Uh, In one game against Orlando earlier this season, Toledovic had 27 uh, DraftKings points. And at $5,600 price tag, that's pretty solid if I know that that's going to be his base coming into this game. So I like that quite a bit. 28 minutes off the bench yesterday against the the Heat. Didn't shoot particularly well, but uh, still got 10 shots out there, 11 points. But he's a hot and cold shooter. He was cold yesterday, so I like like the upside of him being hot, hot tonight. Yeah, most definitely. I like it quite a bit. Uh, I got to save some money, so obviously he's not the most ideal option. I would love to pay up for a Paul George or a Carmelo Anthony, sure. but can't have all-star rosters. You got to spread the no. love there. 5600 
with yeah. a lot of upside. I like, I like, and I like that you can properly uh, pronounce Telatovich's name. <laughs> you nailed, <laughs> you nailed the wrong mispronunciation two weeks in a row. So that's that's admirable that you properly mispronounced it wrong. When twice. I mispronounce someone's name, I stick with that bad mispronunciation. <laughs> I was telling somebody that you pronounced it Teletovich some some way Teletubby and I couldn't recreate it. I couldn't like I couldn't I, even I formulate it in my head to repeat it. I there's got to be like a late 70s early 80s basketball player that that has a similar name that stressed the o because I always say uh Teletovich, which is wrong. It's Teletovich. <laughs> Oh, there's so much going on with that. You could go with the toe. You can go with the Teletubbies. There's there's <laughs> lots of lots of different angles. Now, uh, have you, at Power Forward, have you moved in with Thad Young now? Are you now actually roommates? Because you have picked him, I believe, every night this season. Hey, I tell you what, he's made me enough money that we could buy our own place together. Bada bang! Yeah. Think about I'm that. Sure, and I think that would love to have you as a roommate. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he would love me. One of the most underrated players in fantasy. And and you know just basketball periods is is Thad Young, and for whatever reason the the uh, price makers over at DraftKings always leave him in the six thousand dollar range, and with and he's somebody that can break out and give you forty fifty DraftKings points. That's what I prey on. That's what I love. I love stacking my lineup with as many $6,000 price guys as I can that can break out and have a massive performance because if you have a few of those guys, do it on the same night. You are going to be set. You're going to have one of the best lineups, and Thad Young allows you to do that every single time he plays, and especially going up against a Denver team where he's wounded had some a wounded Denver team that's not good to begin with. Um, <laughs> the la- They've already played one time this season. Thad Young got you 38 DraftKings points, which is exceptional in its own right, but he has the ability to do even better than that. So I'm going to the well, but you know what? There's cash in that well, Ken. Nice, nice. No, I don't blame you at all. And uh, I have a theory that no one actually wants to watch a Brooklyn Nets game, which is why the salaries are low for Young. You call it what you want, but uh, I'm right He's always cheap. Yeah, he's always always cheap. cheap. Somebody Somebody else is cheap. Your guy Rudy Gobert, Rudy the Stifle Tower. You know I was playing. So I'm in uh, my grad school league. Uh, we did auction this year using the Yahoo software, and I had a tech failure. Meaning, little like somehow my Yahoo IDs kept throwing me out, and I had to bounce between my phone and my PC, and. Uh, it, it totally cost me getting Rudy Gobert. I was so pissed. And every day when I look at my standings in that league, all I can think about is how pissed I am that I didn't get Rudy Gobert. And it was, it was right at the price I wanted. And I'm hitting every button. And they're like, you are no longer in the auction software. You, you know, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I've got my son in the room who's trying to learn how to play. And he's like, what's going on, Dad? I'm like, this never happens. And I always think like, you know, I'm always the guy that in an auction, when someone else has tech problems, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Come on. And then it happened to me and I realized, like, oh, yeah, that does really happen. You actually can. Anyway, sorry. That was a horrible tangent. That's not helpful for anyone. Hey, that shows you the value of Rudy Gobert and the fact that he's only $6,400 tonight says quite a bit about what I'm expecting to get from him. So if I'm going with Gobert on DraftKings, that means most likely I'm passing up on your Whitesides, Towns, Vucevic, Horford, both your Lopez's, your Gortats, Monroe's. And I'm going to go down for Gobert because I think not only has Gobert outscored all of them in certain nights, but he can do that tonight. And so if and I Randolph's going to have to guard him, right? I mean, they don't have any real or, centers. Or, or your guy, Jermichael Green. 
Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green, who's barely a power forward, let alone a center. Yeah, Green. Yeah, getting guarded by Randolph and Green ought to serve Rudy very, very well tonight. Yeah, Chris Anderson will probably also be in the mix and. You know, he's kind of a fun guy to watch on TV because he's really colorful with all those tattoos. <laughs> but but in he terms just of- doesn't care anymore. Remember when he got that energy guy contract from Denver? And then as soon as he signed, he was like, yeah, I'm not that energetic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of got dumped. And I forget how Miami got him in some sort of salary dump. And I don't know. He just doesn't care. I yeah, he spent I don't- the last four years in Miami. But he's in, Mi- he's in Memphis now. I'm trying- Let me see how many minutes he's been playing. He's been playing at least 20 minutes over the last three games, so he'll probably see points on Gobert. But what the value that you get from Gobert is, is really from rebounds and blocks. And so if he if Gobert does get you, uh, you know, 10 to 12 points, that's all right because he's going to get – he always has the potentiality for 20 rebounds and five blocks, and that that's going to get you there. And, again, at that price tag of $6,400, I like that quite a bit. One of those classic guys in that $6,000 range who can break out and actually be the highest scorer at, at his position in any given night. Yeah, and the matchup, I mean, just there won't be a true center on the court against him tonight. Right, exactly. That's it, Ken. I guess one last thing is that, of course, if you want to check out all of our content on rotowire.com, it's pretty easy. We'll go ahead and give you 10 free days of access out there. So rotowire.com forward slash pod. That's rotowire.com forward slash pod i know a lot of people are starting out their baseball leagues and it's all mm-hmm. right if you're listening to the basketball basketball podcast you know maybe i'll just surmise that you don't know as much about baseball um i i don't know as much as i should and so i'm definitely going to rely on all of our tools that we have on the website for my leagues uh, we have lots of pre-draft customizable rankings or draft software so feel free to check that out at rotowire.com forward slash pod get free 10 days of access get ready for the upcoming baseball season absolutely absolutely well dj good luck tonight or today on sirius xm i'm sure you'll do another great job as always oh i'm looking forward to it thanks for the uh boat of good confidence ken <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome let's close with some words from orlando warridge who uh, once, talking about his poor defense, he once said, it's one thing to hear about it from your coach, but when your wife tells you it stinks, you tend to work on it. Adios, amigos! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.